Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. and 27 of chapter 5 that he might sanctify and cleanse it talking about the church with the washing of water by the word that he that Jesus might present it to himself a glorious church everybody said a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy, that it should, everybody said it should be holy and without blemish. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word. For we know the word is forever settled in heaven, God. We're asking you tonight to move in our midst, Lord. Because God, we claim the promise tonight that where two or three are gathered together in the midst. You said, I'll be in the midst of them. And we know you're here, we feel your presence. God, we're asking you to minister, God, through the lips of clay, for I'm nothing without you, Lord. I need you. Oh, God, speak to us tonight by the word. Encourage us tonight by the word. In the name of Jesus, amen. And thank you. You, you can be seated in Jesus' name. Praise God. I want to speak to you on this subject tonight. This just kind of come after I've, I've been studying it come after I've come home. Your relationship is up to you. Your relationship is up to you. I don't know how many of you can remember, but it's been a, back up in the old church that I preached a sermon uh, once, and some of you that were here then may remember the first and the second mile. I don't know whether you remember that or not. It's been a lot of years ago. In fact, I may have to call it to remembrance. Might be a good thing. Hallelujah. But the first mile of obligation and the second mile of opportunity. And... uh, I want to tell you that just just rehearsing from that, pulling just a word from that, the word uh, opportunity, the first mile of obligation is what you're expected to do. And the second mile of opportunity, opportunity is a good word. Opportunity is when you're in control. When it's everything is in place and you can actually have revival, you can do something. You're in control of and I want, I'm, I'm using that for this purpose because your relationship tonight is up to you. This is in con- your control. You can have a glorious relationship with God. <laughs> in fact, you can have and be what you want to be. There is not enough devils in hell, Sister Sheila, to keep us from being spiritual. Come on. Because greater is he, Brother Michael, that's within us than he that's in the world. There is, there is no weapon that is formed against us can prosper. Because we have authority and power 
over the enemy. So our relationship is in our hands. Glory. Lord, may I say that you are in charge here. Come on. Somebody help me. I said you're in charge. We are in charge. In fact, I want to bring it farther and say that our destiny is in our charge. Lord. We, oh, yeah. You know, they, they tell you in the United States of America, people come over here and, 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 and the immigrants, and they tell you, you can be what you want to be here. Well, I want to tell you, Christian people that's in here tonight, I want to tell you, you can be anything you want to be for God. Ha! Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, there is no big eyes or little U's. God does not look at that. If you would only look at the 12 men that he chose to change this world, you would know that God can use anybody. He used a Peter that was a fisherman that had a stinking attitude. Come on. Yeah, yes, sir. He talked back, and he, he was just, he was a character, I'm telling you. And some of you are characters, but I want to tell you something. God can use you. I don't care where you're at. Come on, in your Christian walk, you are in charge of your relationship. Somebody say amen. Oh, I don't know about you, but that excites me when I think that, yes, I can. I'm tired of no, I can't. Because the enemy would like to come in in our day and tell us that, no, you can't have revival. You, 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 you all are never going to have revival in Mount Carmel. But I want to tell you that he's a liar and we can have revival because we're in charge of revival. My God. Come on, I, just to show you, I'm going to tell you, you all can be in charge because before this week is over, you can invite enough people, this church will be full. Come on, we got families that need God right here. Some of our families, and I've been working on some of them. I've been making calls. I'm, sir, I'm, I'm, come on now. How many will help me do some calling this week before the end of the week and witness to some people to come to revival? Friday night, starting Friday night, y'all. What is it? 7 o'clock, I think. 7.30. Thank you, brother. 7.30, so remember that. That gives them time to get home work, get cleaned up. But I want to tell you that this relationship that we've got with is up to us. There is such a need of genuine relationship with God today. I don't believe that there is ever a time more important than the day and the hour that we live that we need to somehow have a greater relationship with God. But without communication, can I say without communication or without prayer and the word of God daily, I dare to say as children of God will not and cannot make it. Come on now. I know I'm, 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 I'm hard on prayer and I'm hard on, on worship. And I know that I, I, you know, all these years that I've been here, I've hit it hard every time when it comes to worship, when it comes to prayer. But if we don't have any prayer, then we don't have any communication with God. And I'm going to tell you, in, in my family, if I didn't have any communication with my wife before long, I wouldn't have a marriage. Come on, you, you hear what I'm saying? If you don't have a communication with God, sooner or later, there's not going to be a marriage relationship between you and him. It's got to be prayer. There's got to be communication. Somebody say yes. 
Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you that it is contingent on how much we pray and read the word. We can have the greatest revival the church has ever witnessed if we'll begin to pray and seek God and communicate with Him. The ball is in our court. Come on. We are in charge of our relationship. I said we are in charge of our relationship. You can't expect God to do great things for you if you don't know Him on a first name basis. Man, if I didn't spend enough time with my wife to know who she was, then it's my fault if my marriage breaks up. Come on. You've got to have a relationship. You've, come on, a, a relationship is more than just, well, I'll, you know, well, Wednesday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Friday night. It's more than that. A relationship is something that you have every day and not just one time a day. It's a whole day long that you have a relationship. I don't know about you, but I want to keep my relationship with Christ. Come on. Fresh every morning. Come on. I want to I want to keep it fresh every day through the day that I call on his name, that he knows my voice, that he knows me, and he knows my need. Because the Bible tells me sometimes he answers our needs even before we act. See, he knows our needs even before that. You know how come? Because I've got him on his list every day. He's saying, man, he's bombarding me with that. I better do something about it. We need to trouble Jesus. Come on now. The devil troubles us, and, and we, we let him get us down. Why don't we trouble Jesus with our needs? Come on. Why don't you trouble Jesus with your family that needs God? Come on. Why don't you trouble somebody about this revival? Just keep after them, honey. They'll get tired of listening to you and come. I dare you to make some phone calls. I, I dare you to pray, and God begins to speak to you to make some phone calls. I dare you to make the phone call. Man, come to church Sunday night. Sister Aldridge Sr., this man has done her yard for I don't even know how long time. Been taking care of her yard. And they found a spot, I believe it was on the liver or something. And he had been sick lately. And she said, Sunday afternoon, the Lord just spoke to her and said, you need to call him and tell him he needs to come get prayed for. So she said, I went over and I picked up the phone and I called him. And I said, listen, you, you need to come get prayed for. I said, we believe in prayer. And we, we believe in healing. God that can heal that, that you're going through. And he said, well, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll see. Hung up the phone. A while later, he called back and he said, uh, what time does it start? Told her, so he hung up the phone. He called back. He said, you know, you know me and my wife's been talking. He said, you know, if, if, if you just feel like God spoke to you to call me, then maybe we better come. And he came. And he's, he's one of them that just got so, and he'd never been to apostolic church. Somebody that had never, ever been to their church. He called and he said, uh, yeah, don't you all wear, you, you guys dress different. She said, you just come like you are. You come on. God will take care of you. He said, don't worry about that. You just come. 
he come and God touched him. He was, I mean, he about received the Holy Ghost right there at the front, just being prayed for, shaking all over. And, and, and I, I don't know, but I believe, I believe that guy's going to be back, and I believe God is going to fill him with the Holy Ghost. And the good part is, is he goes to a satellite church. You ever heard of them? Brother Mason has, I'm sure. But, yes, sir, oh, you, you don't have no preacher. You come in, and they've got a great big screen, and everybody watches it on that. And they've got, a, they've got a, one of those big churches down there, and everybody's been going to this satellite church. You know? Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah no leader. Yeah. Oh, glory. Praise God. But I pray to God they tear that thing all apart. Because every church needs a leader. I'm sorry. How can you hear without a preacher? Amen. So I'm telling you, we can have the greatest revival that we have ever witnessed if our relationship with God is right. Come on. And if you're in charge, it can be right. Come on. We need to pray first every time before we enter into this holy place. Come on. Because the Lord is going to have a sanctified church. He said, I'm going to cleanse it. And I'm going to wash it by the what? The water of the word. It's the word that does the washing. Let me tell you, you can't do without prayer and without the word. So I'm here to tell you tonight, I'm going to harp on prayer a little bit because we need to first get our place in prayer in the prayer room because that's where the cleansing goes on. I don't know about you, but I know that I get out among the world between Monday and or between Sunday and Wednesday. We walk among the world. Let me tell you, those rudiments of the world get on us. Come on. Sometimes it even changes your attitude. You don't aim for it too. You're not backslid, but it gets on you. It's the dust of this earth that gets on you. Come on. It's that part of the world that wants to tear you down. It brings negative thoughts to your mind that I can't live for God anymore. I want to tell you, he's a liar. You're in control. I want you to know that you're in control. You've got a greater power than him. You've got the Holy Ghost. You can live for God. You can be victorious. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we must find ourselves in the prayer room because, in fact, if, glory, before we enter into the holy place, come on, to worship this holy God that we serve, if for no other reason to cleanse ourselves, that we might enter his presence. Okay, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but it would be real easy to. Praise the Lord. But we, we need to be clean when we come into worship. Come on. I need to cleanse myself. And if I go to the prayer room, that's a good place to cleanse myself. That's a good place, Brother Zach, to repent. Say, Lord, whatever I've done this week, Lord, that's against you, forgive me. Come on. Forgive me of my sins and my shortcomings. Well, Brother McGee, I don't know what I've done. Well, I don't either, but let's just pray anyway. Let's, let's, let's clear this thing. Let's, let's get our heart right because when I come in here, I want to be right in worship. I want it to be genuine worship. I don't want to have to work it up, but I want to feel it. Come on. I want to know it's there. I want to know God's presence here. I want to feel it. Anybody want to feel the Holy Ghost? 
walk into a dead church and don't feel nothing and go home just as dry as you did when you come in. I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I don't want that. But I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm tired of coming in and, and being drugged down. I'm tired of not having any excitement. Come on, I'm, a, I'm tired of him draining me of my energy. Come on. I'm yes, sir. I'm tired of him taking my worship, you know. Ah, yeah, I'm tired of him taking my attitude and making it stink. Oh, come on. I want to come in with a joyful, come on. David said I was glad. I want to reiterate, he didn't say I was glad when I come to the house of God. He said, I was glad when they said unto me. In fact, before he ever got here, he said, I am glad that I'm going to church. If you get glad before you come to church, honey, when you come through the doors, the first place you're going to want to hit is the prayer room. I need a cleansing. I need a washing of the water by the word. I need some anointing. I need a stir in my soul. Bless God, I need a miracle tonight. Come on, church. I need my friends to find God. Come on. Some of them friends that you're around, you need them. You know, you need them to find God, Brother Andy. The guys you work with. Come on. Sister Jay, you and Brother James got some friends that need God. It'd be a good time during this revival just to stir that up and say, I would to God. Come on, we've come and spent some time with you. Come and spend some time in revival with us. Come on, church. We need to get down to business. If we can just get them here, God will take care of the rest. Come on, you got to remember, I'm in control. The devil isn't. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. I need to cleanse myself before I enter into his presence. Each time I come in, I need to cleanse myself that I might enter in. Mm, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, well, we'll work on it a little bit. Hallelujah. We're privileged every time we come in. I said, we're privileged every time we come into that house. If you look at all these prayer requests, you're privileged to be here tonight. I, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Mm, glory, hallelujah. Leviticus 16 and verse number 4. Talking about the priest, and he shall put on the holy linen coat. And he shall have the linen breeches upon his flesh. And shall be girded with a linen girdle. And with a linen mitre shall he be attired. These are holy garments. Therefore shall he wash his flesh in water and so put them on. In other words, he must wash before he ever puts on the holy garments. Glory, come on. I'm sorry, church. Until we pray, we're really not holy. I'm not cleansed until I pray first. I, I, come on, I got to repent. I got I to gotta put it all under the blood before I cling. That's why worship really, you know, it's terrible to have to pray through at the altar. Come on. Some people enter into service and never pray before service. And at the end of service, they finally get through to God. Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if we could hit to the prayer room and wash before we ever come into his presence? Wouldn't it be a great thing that I was clean and ready to worship him, ready to Come on, ready to shout. Oh, ready to run the aisle when I come through the door because now I've already washed. 
a terrible thing, but many people come through, come into service, and it takes all service to get them ready to worship. Because they haven't had a prayer room experience yet. Come on, we need to get busy with this prayer room thing. So Sheila, I'm sorry, I don't, I, don't, I don't like to go back to yesteryear revival, but I remember the days of an hour's prayer in the prayer room, and, and, it, and it didn't seem like no time. You know why? Because everybody was praying. Everybody, yes, sir. And there was the glory of God. We was already having church when we come into the sanctuary. I wonder what had happened if we'd get in that mode during this revival. I wonder what God would do in our families. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. I believe that God's arm would not be short to reach out and touch some of our loved ones and bring them in this place and fill them with the Holy Ghost, refresh them. Glory. Praise God. There was a whole church worshiping and praising God because there was a lost sheep that come back home the other night. A young lady, been out for years, years, but had never ever received the Holy Ghost. But when she came up for prayer, oh, God filled her with the Holy Ghost. I mean, just, it didn't, it wasn't hard. It didn't take her long. I mean, just touch her and pray. And she was sitting there. She was standing there just praying. And pretty soon she started speaking a heavenly language. Just as glory. Church went ecstatic because said, you'd realize, said, this lady has been backslid forever. Well, I want to tell you that you're in control. It's up to you. The relationship that you've got with God is up to you. Your healing and your miracles is up to you. It's, it has everything to do with your relationship with God. Glory. Hallelujah. So the priest must wash his flesh and put on his holy garments before he enters the most holy place. He's got to change clothes. He's got to wash because he's, he's going to got to be clean if he's going to come into God's presence. He's going to go into the holiest of holies where the presence of God is. He must be clean. Come on. Can I say you're in control? Only you know whether you're clean or not. Come on. Oh, yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me remind you, we need to, we need to cleanse ourselves by prayer before we enter this holy place. Because we have been walking among the world and, and, and that dirt gets on us and it takes away our shine. Come on now. I, come on, I've seen people come through on Wednesday night that they didn't shine like they did when they left Sunday night. Come on, it, there, there's something that took place between Sunday and Wednesday and the enemy come along and took their shine away from them. They just don't sparkle like they did. Hey, Sunday night, they was with it now now they come in on Wednesday night and they're not shining you know they, they, they sit down in the seat and they seem to be bound there it's a spirit that's got a hold of them but I want to tell you you are in control when you don't feel like worshiping the best thing you can do is to worship anyway when you don't feel like shouting shout hallelujah anyway come on give God glory anyway in the face of the enemy give the Lord glory Amen. 
I don't know, I just felt like somehow to getting you ready for revival. Glory. I'm feeling good. I've been in weekend revival, so I'm going to bring part of it back. I decided, God, I'm just going to do something different. I'm going to, come on, I want our people to shine. I want, hey, there's a glow on your faces. When you've been in the presence of God, and, and see, the, you, you know, we think, well, we've got to get to church to get in his presence. No, sir. I've been in his presence at work before. I've been in his presence, Sister Sheila, driving down the road in my car, and the glory filled my car. Ha-ha! And nobody had to tell me I was shining. I felt it. It was like, woo! Man, I like this feeling. Brother Mason, I won't ever forget it. I can still tell you the car I was driving. I was driving a Chrysler LeBaron, white with a red top, red interior. I remember early in my pastoral ship. Hey, man, I was, I was getting ready to do some visitations. I remember coming about, down, coming across the old, well, I think I was going the other way then. I'd come across and visit, and I was going home. Hey, man, and I was going across that bridge, and I was praying, and all at once there was some presence of God that filled, the, you know, that filled my car, and I turned around to see if the angel was sitting in my back seat. It felt so real. Come on, I'm telling you about a God that you're in control. Come on, opportunity is knocking on our door. Are we going to open the door and let it in? You know, you, you, you're not understand what I'm saying. I'm telling you, you're so much in control that Jesus is standing on the at the door and he's just waiting for you to open it to him. That's how much you're in control. He's waiting on you. You're not waiting on him. He's waiting on you. He's waiting on you to make the phone call. He'll take care of the other end. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The dirt of this world, the earth, if you please, has tainted our holiness. And we don't shine. We don't shine. We don't glisten. When you get the Holy Ghost, it's Shekinah glory. See, it shines from the inside out. <laughs> oh, you remember what happened to Moses when he got in his presence and he come back down and going to talk to him? And they start saying, Moses, put your veil on, buddy. We can't, we can't handle you like you are. You, you, go, you go ahead and put that veil on. You're, you're shining too much. Hey, you've been in the presence of God. I'm telling you, when you really shine and been in the presence of God and walk out of this sanctuary, somebody say, where have you been? <laughs> you ever notice that if you receive the Holy Ghost somebody said what happened to you <laughs> you know why there is a countenance change there is a shining that's going on Jesus is shining through you're in control Satan can't stop that shine he can't stop that worship he can't stop that praise oh, Jesus hallelujah praise God Hallelujah. We need to shine when we come into his presence. Somebody say glory. That's Shekinah glory. It's, it's a shining forth of the spirit of God that's on the inside of us. A person was never to come before the king with a sad countenance. Amen. 
Nehemiah went before the king and he had a sad countenance. You got to remember, he's the king's cupbearer. I mean, how would you like it if you had a cupbearer and he was coming before you with something in his hand? I don't know about you, but I'd be smelling of that, and I want this sent off and let them check, see what's in this thing before I drink it. If he's coming with a sad countenance, must be something wrong with what he's got. I'm going to tell you, you may not think so, but I'm going to tell you something. There is, the world looks at you, and when they see you with a sad countenance, they're not sure they want what you've got. But when the Holy Ghost shines through you, they say, man, I don't know what it is about you, but I like being around you. Come on, there's something. There's something. Why? I don't understand why you're always happy. I've had them say, I want to be happy like you. I said, well, come to church and I'll introduce you to God that I serve. How do you always whistle like that? Because I've got a song in my heart. Ha ha. When it's on the inside, Jeremiah said, he said, I couldn't stand it any longer. He said, I held it as long as I could. I had to let it shine. Come on. I had to let go of what was on the inside because there was something bubbling up within me. Oh, glory. I hope between now and Friday that when you walk out in the world around your job or wherever you go, that there's something that bubbles up within you that said, I got to let this go and tell somebody about this revival. I, come on. I, I feel a shining. Come on. I feel the glow of the Holy Ghost upon me. Brother Andrew, you could bring some young boys to that. You shine. You've been good at that. You get them here in Godfield. Shay, you've been good at that down through the years, getting people here. You get them here. God will fill them. Let's let it shine. Brother Andrew. You need, to, you need to get back to work and get a little brother here, big brother, whatever. Bigger than you are now. Alex, get some of the boys and girls at school that you deal with to come. Come on. Brother Michael, some of the people you deal with, get them to church. Sister Angel, get some of the people you know to come to church. Sister Sharon, get your family to come to church. Remember, you're in control. Brother Aaron, get some people here. Come on. Sister Brenda, get your family here. Come on. Sister Paul is some of them people you work with. Come on. They see that smile on your face, and man, you don't understand what you bring to this workplace. There is a joy. There's that. Come on, you shine in here. Come on, church. That's the way it ought to be. We ought to shine when we walk out of this house. You know why? I've been in the presence of God, and I can't turn it off. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nehemiah's coming with a sad countenance, and the king's wondering what's going on. Church, we need to pray before church to clean up our countenance. God. See, when you stand up here, you can almost kind of look back and forth and say, well, that's had a bad day. Boy, they're in a bad mood today. I wonder what it'd be like if you'd stand up here and say, man, 
body shining tonight. I'm telling you, when pastor gets up here and he sees that in his back of his mind, he said, we're going to have church tonight. And you know you can tell when everybody's shining. Brother, Brother Mason and Sister Mason can tell when everybody's shining because when they get up here and start the first song, everybody gets up. You know, there's people comes and they line this and we start worshiping. You, you, you know, you've been, we've been there. Come on, church, we've got it in here. Come on, the world has kind of dulled our image and our shine right now. But I'm going to tell you, we've got, we've got what it takes to have real revival in this church. We know how to worship. Come on. And whenever things right, we worship and God moves. Now, I want you to think about it. What would it be like if we clean up our countenance before church and come in here and all of us shining and, 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 and the fans will say, my, what's man, this church is. Can I tell you, if you'll get it in the first part of the service, God will get it in the second part. Oh, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I don't want to come into his presence, into the presence of the king with a sad countenance. It was against the law. It was not, it was not supposed to be. I want to shine when I'm before him. Come on. I want to take on his countenance and get rid of mine. Glory. Somebody say yes. All of Aaron's sons, young or old, defective or normal, were priests of the Lord by virtue of their birth and their relationship with Aaron. And nothing could break that relationship. I said nothing could break that relationship. Yet those among them who were physically defected in any way could not officiate at the altar within the veil of the sanctuary. And those who were in any way defiled were not allowed even to eat of the priest's portion because they weren't clean. Yet they were relationship. They were Aaron's sons. But because they did not shine, because they were defiled, they had a defect, they could not even come into the congregation. That's how important it is that we pray and, and get things right before we come into his presence. Because if we come into his presence and we've got everything clean, God can use us. But if we come into his presence and we're not clean, we're not worthy to be used. If he does it, it's only because of mercy and grace. Oh, Leviticus 22 and verse number 6. The soul which hath touched any such shall be unclean until evening. It shall not eat of the holy things unless he wash his flesh with water. If anybody touches something that's unclean, then he is unclean. Come on. Think of the things that we touch between Sunday and Wednesday that's unclean. Come on, we're... We're touching the world every day. We're walking in the world every day, and we touch those things. I don't know about you, but when I come into the presence of God and I'm out of that world, I need a washing. <laughs> I want to be able to eat. Come on. I want to be able to, to partake of the blessings of God. So if I'm going to want to do that, then I need to make myself clean. There needs to be a washing of this flesh. Even so, true believers 
are priests by virtue of life-giving union with Christ Jesus. And nothing can break that union except you. Everybody said me. Once again, you're in control. Come on. But not all enjoy the same intimacy of fellowship. Not all exercise the same ministry within the veil. You know why? Because the union is one thing, but the communion is another. You've got to have communion. You've got to have communication with him. Come on. And he's going to use those that communicate. Come on. You can have a union with him. You, can, you could have repented and been baptized in Jesus' name. But those that have a communion with him, he's going to bless them. He's going to use them. They're intimate. Their relationship is better. So God is going to use them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Before I come into the presence of the Lord, I must wash my flesh and I must change my clothes. I'm about to close. Isaiah 61 and verse number 3. One of my favorite scriptures. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty. I want you to listen to the trade. Beauty for ashes. The oil of joy he trades for mourning. The garments of praise he trades for a spirit of heaviness. That they might be called trees of righteousness. The planning of the Lord that he might be glorified. This is how God trades. He makes trades. He makes unorthodox trades, Brother Zach. He trades beauty for ashes. <laughs> he gives us a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. What a trade. Glory. If we could only learn that when we go into that prayer room, we're making some trades before we come out here. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm leaving some things back there. I don't want to bring them in the sanctuary, Brother Michael. There's some things that I'm getting rid of back there because I want to be able to worship when I come into his house. I want my flesh to be clean. The only way it can be cleaned is me to repent. Come on. I got to wash it. Come on. I got to pray. I got to seek God. I want to I know that I'm right because if my family's going to come in here, I want to be able, Sister Sharon, to pray them through. And I'm not going to be able to pray them through if I'm not clean. See, God's going to hear my prayer if I'm clean. But if I'm not clean, he don't have to. Close. Brother Mason, you can come. Maybe the reason at times we're not allowed to indulge in the presence of God is because of our countenance. Think about that. Now, I'm going to say that again. I want to say it slow, but I want you to understand what I'm saying. I said maybe the reason at times we are not allowed to indulge in the presence of God is because of our countenance. We have not come in properly. We pulled a Nehemiah. We have come before the presence of the king with a sad countenance. Yet David said, I was glad. <laughs> he come to church and he was glad he was there. Come on. Brother Pat, you're a good example coming through the doors with praise. This guy, no matter what he's feeling like, he, he, he's praising God. He's on this front pew. He's worshiping. He's even worshiping at McDonald's. 
Sister Sheila, I remember when I used to come through the doors at First Bank, if something happened that day that I was talking or something and something going on, I, I wasn't whistling. Marilyn Kiefer sitting at the desk. She'd look at me and she said, what's wrong with you? So I'm fine. Well, I didn't hear you come in. I normally always hear you come in because you're whistling when you come through the door. And I told my wife, I said, you know, I'm going to have to watch myself. If Bishop don't come into service worshiping God, then there's something wrong usually. I'm feeling poorly. Something. You don't see that too often. I, and try, try not for you to see it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come through because I, that's why I visit the prayer room because I want to get rid of all that in there. Anything, Brother Zach, it's going to separate me from the presence of God. I want to get rid of it. I want there to be a countenance change, Brother Tyler, in there. If I'm going to come before his presence, I want to come with praise. And I want to come with worship. You can stand tonight. I hope this altar tonight, because I know revival's coming Friday night at 730. And I'm going to be glad when they say unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I want to be glad. I'm looking forward to Friday night because I'm looking forward to some of the people that you've invited coming. I'm looking forward to God bringing some people through these doors that haven't been here for a while. I've been praying now all year. and I've been, In fact, I've been praying for now for several years that God would bring a revival of restoration, Brother Mason, to restore some of... I'm praying for, I'm praying for those people that have walked through the doors of this sanctuary. I'm talking about not just this church, but Kingburg Pentecostal Church, the other two churches. I've been praying, God, would you bring the prodigals out of the hog pen? Would you restore my nieces, my nephews? God, would you restore my brother, my sister-in-law back to a relationship that's greater than they've ever had. Would you, would you just, would you just fill Dick with the Holy Ghost? Because if you fill him with the Holy Ghost, Helen would be just open because every time she comes, pretty soon you hear her speaking in tongues. I'm praying one night that Dick starts speaking in tongues. Brother Andy, I've been, I've been praying for Butch. God restore Butch. Bring Jan in. Fill her with the Holy Ghost. I've been praying that the Lord would restore Jamie. Bring Christy in. I've been, I've been, I've been praying for Nick that God would just restore him and, and open Audrey's heart to truth. Come on, church. Mason, all of those young people that you spill your class. I've been praying God would restore Danielle. 
God would restore Taylor. God would restore Andrea. God would restore my daughter. Come on. Sister Nadine, I'm praying for a restoration of little Nadine. I'm praying God would draw her husband in. And Ashlyn and Colton. I'm praying God do it. I've been praying for Josh and Amanda. Sister, I've been praying for your kids that God will let you see them be saved. Sister Nellie, I've been praying God will restore yours back to truth. Sister Joella, I'm praying that that daughter that's here and, and Jesse and those kids, that God would save them. Sister Paula, I'm praying for a restoration in your family. Restore, God. Restore, Kevin. Restore, Heather. Restore, Jeff needs God. I pray to save your children. Brother Aaron, I'm praying the Holy Ghost is going to be poured out on you. Brother Michael, I'm praying for a restoration in your ministry. Sister Rhonda, I'm praying for a restoration in your family. I'm glad for what God's done for Mike in the last year or so. He's not done. He even let us know it the other day. Sister Paul, he let us know it. He was there. He's always, he was always teasing us about the lottery. He was always teasing us, well, I'm going to win the lottery, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to pay the church off, and I'm going to, you know. And I believe it might have been Sister Paul said, Mike, have you won the lottery yet? And he kind of dropped his head, sister. He dropped his head, and he said, you know what? I don't feel right playing it. Come on, y'all. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You're in control. That's a victory. Glory. Glory. Shut up. Brother Mason. Brother Mason, I, I really am. I'm praying God. Feel that room so full over there, you got to move to the back. God. I'm not just praying for Sunday school, but I'm going to tell you something. Sister Paula, I'm praying some people, some kids in there get the Holy Ghost. Come on. I'm praying for such anointing in our Sunday school classes that they shine and something begins to happen in this place. Give me working on this. I just, I can't turn loose of this because there's, a, there's something in me that says we can do a lot better than we're doing. We're, 
We're not even touching, Sister Sheila, what we're capable of in this church. I know the capabilities of this church. Brother Mason, we have seen the capabilities in this church and what it can do if we'll only shine. Sister Shay, I want to see you shine. Really shine. enemies took away a little of your shine I'm telling you I'm, I'm praying for a restoration we got great kids we got kids that shine when they walk out of this place they shine come on some of you adults God's come on I'm going to tell you something God wants you to shine but the enemy has took part of your shine away and you haven't shined a while like you used to shine oh <laughs> How long's it been when you come into the church that you really worshipped? When you didn't let anything stop you, you thought tonight, boy, devil, you better move out of my way because if I get in the aisle, I'm going to run over you. I'm going to do like Mamma McGee. I'm going to stomp him. In fact, you couldn't hardly wait for Brother Mason, Sister Mason, to start the singing because there's something happening up here. Brother Pastor John. Hey, God can save Michelle. He can deliver her, brother. Come on. You know what? I got a feeling God fill you with the Holy Ghost. You take the Holy Ghost home to that house. Something's going to happen. He can't stay around where the Holy Ghost is. Oh, Jesus. Brother Zach, you can take his shine home with you. It'll drive the enemy from that house, all that stinking sickness and junk. It'll drive it out. He can't handle it. He won't like where you're at. You can come in the door and say, In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, devil. And he says, Woo, I got to get out of here. Brother Tyler, he can move in your home where your daddy won't want to miss church. Come on. I've seen that time. God can restore that. Sister Sam, he can bring your siblings in. I've been praying for it. It's not too hard for God to reach down and catch hold of daddy and Megan. Come on. And the brother, come on. Shut up all something. Oh yeah, the altar's open. Sing, Brother Mason. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.